Here we go. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Brian Middleton's in the building. I've been in the building, but now I'm here. And we're doing it for an hour. Talking all kinds of crazy things that happened this weekend. Including the roost. Wow. The roost. The worst rule in sports. We'll get into that a little bit. We got vague headlines as well. And we'll talk about some things all the way up until inside Seminole basketball with Leonard Hamilton coming up at 7 p.m. FSU coming off three wins this week. It's pretty exciting for them. It's it's wilding, by the way, on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, if you don't watch the stream, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, you can find the stream. Just search ESPN 690 Action Sports Jacks. But, man, the stream is going wild. There's like a, an argument. I've been trying to catch it. What's going on? Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, somebody wants him here. And then... Tony Pollard got brought up. James Robinson. A whole lot was going on. Man, forget all that. Hey, listen, I don't. Oh I can't read the whole name. Darrell, Darrell, Darrell. Is it supposed to be Darrell oh, or I is it, it. Darrell? I'm sorry, I'm messing up your name, but I appreciate that comment. All the wise, all the ease. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good They're one. They're happy that OT is on. Hey, people. that's good. That's good. Gotta love it. Uh, anyway, that's Brian Middleton that you hear right there. Uh, Chick-fil-A, most known from the Chick-fil-A commercial that has been running on ESPN. Um, and I am Casey Kurtz. And we're here with you until 7 o'clock. Like I mentioned, Brian Middleton, what was the craziest thing you saw this weekend? Uh, the craziest thing I saw this weekend. Uh, let's see. The GOAT. I think the GOAT comeback was, was crazy until I watched the last two minutes of the Chiefs Bills game. And then I was just like, this is this is more than video game. I can't do this on a video game. Yeah. That's how I know it was beyond crazy. When you can't do it on Madden, when you can't get on the sticks and actually do it, you're like, okay, this is insane. So, uh, that's probably that last two minutes. But uh, it was crazy all weekend. Great weekend of football. Sounds yeah. like a broken record, but you know it. I was texting you all weekend, man. Yeah, we were texting a little bit. It was crazy overall. Um, and ended with one of the better games probably that many will remember in the Chiefs and the Bills. And it ended in overtime uh, with Josh Allen not touching the football. But Brian Milton, I, I, you know, I'm on Twitter. I'm with the people. Not in these streets, really. I don't like to go outside unless I come to work. But I hear the argument. So there's, there's two different arguments taking place right now. And that's what I'm trying to get across. The one is... The Bills shouldn't be able to win if they can't, you know, defend for 10 seconds, which is more than fair. Absolutely more than fair. Couldn't agree more. Don't deserve to win if you can't figure out how to stop them from going 40 yards in 10 seconds. All on board for that. The second argument is that the NFL overtime rules are not good. And that's the argument that I want to focus on because I got something on my mind that I was texting Brian about. But before I do that, Brian, what are your thoughts on the NFL overtime rules? You know, I think it puts in a bigger element of suspense. I'm going to look at the pros, since you're going to give it a bunch of cons that I will probably agree with. But it does give it a very sudden death type of feel. So, you know, that coin toss is so important, especially when both offenses were as hot as they were uh, ending the fourth quarter. But... On that end, where you see the suspense, you're just like, okay, this game is already great. It's already crazy. Now we have this next element added to it. This is going to be amazing. 
And it was. It just, you know, uh, was a bit, it felt a tad bit, and I mean just a tiny bit incomplete uh, once Kansas City, uh, Kelsey caught that for the touchdown, and then they instantly shoot to Josh Allen with his helmet on uh, and just like kind of just sitting there. I, yeah. I looked at that and I was just like, yeah, yeah. If he would have gotten that ball back, I think, I think we're going another round. Yeah. I think they're scoring. I think we're going another round. But that, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, I like your thoughts. And Josh Allen was sitting there with his helmet on, but he never got to touch the ball. Because football is the only sport, American football, is the only sport where if you go into an overtime or extending the match period, that one team is not guaranteed to have a chance to win. On getting both, I should say, both getting an opportunity to possess the ball. Because I guess you sure you could have an interception and run it back. But let's be honest. Uh, Brent disagreed uh, earlier today, I believe, hour one in the podcast. You can find it. There was no chance whoever won the coin toss, like whoever won it, was winning the game. The defenses could not stop anybody. The quarterbacks were electric. And that's how that ended. But here's the problem I have with it. Josh Allen doesn't get to touch the ball or flip-flop. I'm not, you know, I'm not a diehard Bills fan. I'm not a Bills fan at all. If roles were reversed, I'd say the same thing. Patrick Mahomes doesn't get a chance to touch the ball, and that's just wrong. So I kind of did some research, Brian, and here's what I found. Looked into the major sports uh, that we know. That would be basketball, hockey, soccer. I even looked at soccer and baseball. And I ain't college football, but everyone knows how that works, so I won't really spend too much time on that. Brian Middleton, do you remember Game 7 of the Eastern Conference semifinals last year, Bucks and Nets? I do. That game went into overtime. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets won the tip in overtime. Uh-huh. They then got the ball. Yeah. And Bruce Brown laid it up. Okay. So according to the NFL, the game should have ended. Well, well. Well, they, they scored. They, they, won, they won the, if you will, the coin toss. I'll play along right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, by the NFL rules. Okay. Yeah, so they should have won the game, according to the NFL. But that's not what happened. They let both teams play for a little bit. And as it turns out, the Bucks go on to win the game and the championship. So that's one. Let's go to the NHL. Brian, I know you're a diehard hockey fan. You remember game six of the Western Conference Finals, the Knights and the Canadians last year? <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. They played a minute and 39 seconds before the winning goal was scored. Both teams recorded a shot in the game and had the puck for uh, over 20 seconds. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot, but both teams had an opportunity to shoot a puck at the goalie for a chance to score and win the game. Brad Middleton, you remember the Euros 2020 soccer, Italy and England? Stayed up to watch it. I better believe it. Game was tied after 90 minutes of play. They played 30 minutes of extra time. Here's the crazy part. Even if a team would have scored in that time, the game would have continued because you play the whole entire extra time. Game goes into penalty kicks. Penalty kicks is a uh, often scrutinized part of soccer where you shouldn't decide big matches on penalty kicks. And that may be fair, but here's what happened. In penalty kicks, Italy scored first. So according to the NFL, the game should have ended, correct? They scored. Uh I mean, you know, I, I get yeah. And, yeah. It, and if that would have happened, England never would have got a chance. The arguably best striker in the world was up next to uh, take a, a PK. Hmm. He would have never got a chance, according to the NFL. Okay. He did get to go, and he did score. But at the end of the day, Italy did end up winning. But you get my point. Mm-hmm. College football, you understand. Everybody gets an opportunity. Brian Milton, you remember the NLDS Game 5, Nats and Dodgers 2019? You know, uh, I think I do. Maybe. I might have caught that. Yeah. What happened, though, Casey? Well, Refresh the, my memory. The game went into extra innings, and then uh, I believe Jacksonville's own Howie Kendrick hit a grand slam in the top of the 10th inning. Yeah, right. Now, according to the NFL, the game should have ended, and the Dodgers should not have got an opportunity to back, correct? 
Yeah, yeah, NFL. What are you doing? They did They did get a chance to bat. The problem is they didn't score. They still lose the game. But now here comes the second part of the argument. Well, the Bills players get paid to play defense. As far as I know it, Joe Kelly is paid to strike people out when they're pitching, right? And get and get guys out. But yeah. you get – but so, so where's that argument when that happens? Well, hey, listen, uh, if you don't – but I didn't mean to cut you off. But if you don't want to deal with that kind of ruling – like the people said, defend for 13 seconds. And that's a, but and that's the point I'm trying to make, Brian, along with this other point. I agree with you. Defend for 13 seconds. That's not the point of my argument. The point of my argument is how is football the biggest sport in the United States, not in the world, but in the United States, everybody is watching, and you are the only sport that does not guarantee both teams have a realistic chance to win in your overtime period. It's because they're different. That's why they're number one in the U.S. It's stupid. You can't have a sport that is so massive, and everybody knew, admit it or not, everybody knew the Chiefs were going to score a touchdown. And if the Bills won the coin flip, everybody knew the Bills were going to score a touchdown. The game was going to be over, and one of these great players was not going to touch the football. It's the only sport that this happens in. Because the NBA didn't stop the game when Bruce Brown or whatever his name is made a layup. The game was not over. The game was not over when Italy scored the first PK. The game was not over when Howie Kendrick hit a grand slam. All I'm trying to say is, if you're you're trying to be the biggest sport, take over the world, if you think you're so great, you got to fix that. Because that is a problem that cannot continue. That's, I've been, I've been thinking about it all day. And the idea that football, this massive sport, this incredible game can end without one team getting a real opportunity to win in overtime is ridiculous. Man, Casey, I got to tell you what, man. You did some research on this, and I like it. I got to be real with you. Um, I, we did uh, just get a notification from the, from the NFL, a uh, little audio uh, notification. Hold on. Let me see. Can I – what's it say? Hold on. We do not care. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We don't? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think you did good. Thank you. You you ever thought about being a lawyer? It was uh, very I, good, very leading, but very good. I did uh, before I, I went into this career. Are you serious? No, I'm not kidding. Like, I thought about it. I didn't, like, you know, do anything about it. I just went into this career. But that's how I feel. Overtime's pretty jank. The NFL needs to fix it. It's just kind of incredible that that's how you can end games. But... Nevertheless, nothing will change, and we'll continue on. And I just, I just want to make it clear that it's two different arguments that people are trying to make right now. I don't disagree. Bill should have stopped him. Game is over. Fantastic. I agree. But they're not mutually exclusive. Yes, the Bill should have stopped him, but the overtime part of it can still be wrong. There can still be a better way. Just because the Bills didn't stop him didn't mean the overtime rules are wrong. Bills should have stopped them. They didn't, and they didn't get a chance to win due to the rules. But it is what it is. Overtime is what it is. It's frustrating, and that's pretty much where we're going to have to leave it because nothing else is going to change, even though I'm complaining about it in front of a microphone on the radio. The Zeke argument continues on YouTube if you want to jump in on that. It really does. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 on YouTube. We've also got trade for Sean Payton. There's a lot going on. 
on the YouTube right now. So jump in if you're not driving. I'm sure there's an argument to be had if you want Zeke in Jacksonville or if you don't. Or if you want Sean Payton in Jacksonville and you trade two third-rounders. I don't know why they would take that. But, um, you know, it's a topic of conversation right now on YouTube. Jump in. We're going to be right back after this break. Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. We roll on on a Monday. YouTube still wilding. Love it. A lot of running back talk today on the stream. I'm sure that will continue for another 40 minutes or so as we roll on. Brian Middleton along as always. Brian Middleton, by the way, uh, appears to be a fortune teller. Now, Brian, I know you're not a, uh, a gambler, sports better, if you will, but I think hmm. not even winning a game would have been some pretty good odds if you would have bet on the Green Bay Packers to not win a football game. Mm-hmm. But rumor has it, if, yeah. you, if you listen to OT a lot, uh, Brian Middleton saw this one coming, did you not? Feels that way. Looks that way. It looks that way. I feel like a soothsayer of sorts. I don't know, man. Hey. I'm, say- I'm saying, Casey, you know, do you remember... Our segment of Cash It or Trash It from last week. Do you remember one of the questions? Me trying to learn about my uh, about yep. gambling and grow in that capacity because, like I always say, man, you're the gambling aficionado of Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, of Northeast Florida, Southeast yeah. Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I came at you with the point. The uh, over-under. Under, yep. Of 47. Mm-hmm. And I said it'd be a good bet. I think um, you said safe. I think you said safe. Okay, okay. You know, I get it. You want to get technical right now? Okay, when we on the air? That's cool, man. Yeah, a safe bet. Yep. To go with the under. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, listen, you don't bet the under unless you're a loser. Mm-hmm. I'm. I look, I'm going to stand by it. Yeah, you, yeah. Did it work out? Yeah, absolutely. It worked out a lot. But I think if, if you were like, hey, I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to place a bet, and the one I really want to place is the under of the Packers 49ers, I'd say just go buy something at Walmart with that money. Because mm-hmm. it's just not fun to bet the under. Like, you're literally sitting there watching football, hoping for them not to score. Yeah. This isn't the Jacks. Great defensive okay? game. Like, I like defense. Well, then it may be betting the under is your thing. But, yeah, I, I was wrong well, no, about no, no. the under. Well, here's the deal, Casey. Hey, man, we partners. You my boy. Okay? I'm not trying to make you look wrong. Uh-huh. I'm trying to make me look right. That's a good call. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It's about me. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I just want to compound that vision that I had with uh, a, a little a little rant, a little couple of thoughts that I had way back in the year of our Lord 2021. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, late December. Let's hear it. I want to play it for you. I'm ready. Here we go. So that brings me to my next hot take. The safest bet you can make for the upcoming NFL playoffs is betting against Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and the Packers even getting to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is like a drug dealer that peddles Super Bowl hope on the street corner of Lambeau Field to his customers, the fans, and gets them hooked. So they start thinking that this season is the one where they bring home the trophy named after the guy who put Green Bay on the map. You know, Casey, it's like my cousin says. Yes. She's not your baby mama till Maury says so. Never sign the birth certificate until you get a DNA test. Fellas, that's just life 101, man. Protect yourself. 
But it's a great correlation to the point at hand. And that's that there's no reason to rush to the belief that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers should have any talk of them being a favorite of anything until they have more points than their opponent as the last seconds of the Super Bowl runs out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And you were right. And I'm just saying. It was a heck of a call. And look. Crystal ball. I bet on the 49ers on some Saturday. Okay. I mean, I didn't. Based and, off of what I based off of what I said? Yeah, it was solely because of what you said. Okay, but, the sarcasm drips, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I bet on the 49ers. I didn't see it. I just, I, I didn't. It, I, I agreed with you. I don't understand how Aaron Rodgers can, like, I don't get it. Because, look, I wanted to rip Aaron Rodgers as much as the next guy. Because, like, every time I think of Aaron Rodgers, I think overrated. So then, like, I really dug into the stats, and the dude's pretty incredible, to be honest with you. Like, the stats are unreal. So then it comes down to, like, why can't he win? And, like, I, I understand the argument of what's around him, and, like, that does matter, but I I don't know. Like, I don't know where I fit with that. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. Doesn't really have much else. I mean, I'm not going to – I mean, the running backs are good. But, like, why can't he win? Do we do we know that he doesn't have much else? Listen, he passed for 39 touchdowns and just four interceptions, right? I know. It's crazy. Right? It's crazy. Devontae Adams did not have 39 receiving touchdowns. No, no, I don't disagree with that. I'm just I, saying, like, in the playoffs, do they get exposed? Like, let's be, like. He might just not have it. And that's okay. Like, look who's still in the playoffs. He's still a Hall of Famer, but he may just not have it. Yeah, that might be it. Because, like, if you look like... It's him. It's him, though. It's him. Yeah, they, he can point to a couple of other things, not to cut you off, but to cut you off. Yeah, go ahead. There's a couple of other things. Maybe, you know, McCarthy, he looked, you know, a bit inept, uh, you know, with the Cowboys against the 49ers the week before. But, you know, he got, you know, the Cowboys to the playoffs for yeah. what that's worth. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, put some blame on him. But your boy LaFleur, I'm sure you can point something at him. Yeah. But but the common denominator out of all this, including the Super Bowl win, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, at this point, it's beyond bad luck. At this point, it's him. Yeah. And, it, and, and it's okay. Watch this. It's okay if it's him. He just can no longer. I, people want to still put him in the Brady argument of who's the best QB. Which can't be. There cannot be. I know where you're going, so I'm going to let you finish. But there cannot be. That cannot be an argument ever. 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 Did you watch? Even, even with both of them losing, did you watch? Did you watch what the Bucks did? Yeah. Or Brady leading them down? That's what you expect from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You've actually seen it in the regular season. I don't know what happens in the playoff time. Right. But, but he's not that guy. I, he's just—he's not that guy, and that's—and that's okay. He's still a Hall of Famer. He's still a Super Bowl champion. Yes, he's still one of the best quarterbacks who ever played. I can still admit that, but he is not in that—that that rare air. No, Patrick Mahomes is above him now. Absolutely, I, right now, I, I Patrick agree. Mahomes. If he stops right now, what year five? Year four? Year five? Year f- year five? Is it? Yep. He's better than him. So. Yeah, no, it's it's so weird. And, like, I look at, like, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, for example, and it's like Boyd, Chase, Uzama, and Higgins. And it's like, okay, he has incredible weapons. And then I look at Aaron Rodgers, and it's like Devontae Adams and, like, the ARP squad with Randall Cobb and the boys. But here's the deal, Casey. This is, what, this is why I push for this, and it – 
it won't happen, but I push for this right here. I'm like, listen, I know Minnesota's looking for a new coach and they got their QB. But if I was Aaron Rodgers, I would just say, hey, you know what? I'm still a little prickly from Green Bay, and I can I can do what I want to do. Hey, agent, just tell them to make it happen. I don't care if they got to take a hit for Kirk Cousins, some type of luxury tax. I'm talking about it will hurt them for five seasons after I'm gone. I want to go to Minnesota because Aaron Rodgers, it's clear that you're not Brady and you can't do it with a bunch of, you know, two-star, three-star type guys. You need weapons. And that's fine. Patrick Mahomes has weapons. We don't know if he can do it without weapons. I mean, how much does Patrick Mahomes make Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and, and, and those guys, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and the same can go for Joe Burrow. I mean, they're all so young over there, so we're still seeing, you know, the maturation process there. But get to a team that has weapons. And I bet you, if listen, if Aaron Rodgers was on Minnesota, I, I would pick them. I would pick them to, yeah. to blow through everybody, including the GOAT in Tampa Bay. Yeah. So that's just what he needs to do now. Don't stay at Green Bay. They're not Devontae Adams is coming to Jacksonville anyway. In my, you know, in my dreams. Yeah, right. In my dreams, right? But but like you're obviously not gonna be the guy that can uplift with just one main guy or one really, really great receiver. So just get to a place that has multiple targets that you feel confident enough in during the postseason. That's it. Yeah, you gotta pull a Kevin Durant. You ha- you absolutely have to pull a Kevin Durant. Because to your point, and I guess that's what makes me mad about Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't know. I, I have friends that are Packers fans, sort of. And, like, they don't really, well, one specific friend doesn't really talk a lot of, like, he's great. But, like, I don't understand why it's always brought up Aaron Rodgers. Like, why are they even talked about in the same sentence, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? I think for a long time, and this is just what I've heard, you know, just going through the years, especially the 2010s, it was the mechanics, the actual ability to pass, yeah, uh, to pass on the move. And for that, you know, I would say, listen, yeah, Rodgers, it looks prettier. It looks better more times than not than, than Brady. But at the end of the day, Brady completes him, uh, completes him almost as much, not as much as uh, Rodgers, but – and then he wins Super Bowls. It, it, like – it doesn't have to look pretty all the time. If you're holding up the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the day. Yeah. I think I think what I've, I've settled on is Aaron Rodgers might be the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. Whoa, Peyton Manning's like, whoa, whoa. whoa. Well, that's a good call. Whoa. He's in the argument, though. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that. But when, it, when the games actually, like, matter and you can become a legend, Aaron Rodgers says, nah. Nah, I'm... I'm I'm not. Aaron can still save his legacy, I think. But he's has, he has to leave Green Bay but because that's obviously not going to work. Can he, though? Because I, I agree with you. But at the same time, like, I don't know. But that's a tough – that's an interesting call, but it's tough because, like, do you look at Peyton Manning differently because he's won two instead of one? Absolutely. Really? Yeah, even though that second one, I know he wasn't the main factor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. No, that's – Let me ask you this. I know it's a different sport then. So does Kevin Durant absolutely have to win without them? Yeah. 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 And then it's okay. Well, you see what I'm saying there? Well, here's the deal. Like, even LeBron, okay. he, he had to win without Miami. Here's the deal. The thing about Miami was that Miami team was, I believe, 42-40 and 40 when he went there the okay. year prior. They weren't 73-9. and nine. Yeah, sure. So, so no, it's not it's not the same. 
But I, for me, yes. If I was Kevin Durant, number one, I wouldn't have left Golden State. I'd have been like, forget all. I wouldn't have I left either. I don't yeah. care. I'm gonna stack five, six, or seven of these, and y'all can deal with it. Because the kids 20 years from now ain't going to care about where I went. They're going to see seven and be like, exactly. go, go. But, you know, for me, I'm going to be like, yeah. If he wins one in Brooklyn, I'm like, yeah, we, okay, you know. You starting to get up there with, you know, Braun and you know, I, I know I, I uh, roast a lot. But MJ and all them, you starting to get up there, man. Yeah. Because all the other stuff is there. Yeah. No, that's fair. It's an interesting, interesting conversation. Uh, that we're going to continue here in a second. But real quick, two shout-outs to the YouTube. My guy, Will, since we started opening cards uh, on stream, we've been doing that a little bit um, from 3 to 6, and Will just comes in, like now, it, it makes me laugh every time I see it. He just says, bang, because that's like what you say when you get a good card, like when you pull a good card. Oh, I got you. So okay. he came in, like, uh, right at the start of the segment, said, bang. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I like this guy. So, Will, shout-out. And then it's been a big debate over the wide receiver room here in Jacksonville. And I ran you out of music. I can't believe I did that. I'll get out of here in a oh, second. I just, I just turned it down. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know where you were going with it. Because I was like, Brent does that to me all the time. It's frustrating. No, I'm, I'm, don't worry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of keep the schedule here. But the argument is Drake London or Traylon Burks. A lot of conversation. Drake London obviously hurt. And I've made it known that I'm a Drake London fan. But you can't pick him high with the injury history. So that's a debate that's playing out right now. On YouTube, also some Kyle Hamilton love. Love me some Kyle Hamilton. They're not going to pick him number one overall, but I love me some Kyle Hamilton safety from Notre Dame. Oh, more Drake London love. A lot going on on YouTube, man. Jump in on YouTube if you're not driving. You know who else they could have picked? You, could, you know who they could have picked in the first round? What you got? Evan McPherson. I'm just saying. They could have picked him. Yo. Back in the day. I'm just saying. The leg on that guy, man, that's incredible for I'm the just, Bengals and everything. I'm just saying. What a... He was Jags. on the redraft. He was on the Jags redraft that I, we did. I remember we both, well, I think moved up. Yeah. We Well, we both picked him again. I know that Oh, much. yeah. You better yeah. believe it. Heck of a leg on that guy. Anyway, vague headlines when we come back. Action Sports Jacks Overtime. Stick with us. Brian Middleton is happy in the control room. Finally. Somebody wants Evan Neal. There you go. Somebody around here is solid. Why are you so, like... What's your deal with Evan Neal? I'm just saying, listen, man, if you're going to... No, I don't hate it. I absolutely don't it hate it. It sounds like you're about to hate and pick. And, absolutely not. And, you know, here's the deal, man. First of all, I'm always appreciative of people who are being active in the actual chat. Right? Yeah. So I'm always happy about that. But more importantly, I always say, listen, the line is where you win and lose. Yeah. The line, the reason why... Yeah, Patrick Mahomes has some happy feet that actually works for him. But the reason why he was able to get some of those plays extended initially is because he had a line. Yeah, but. Oh, hey, hey, you know, listen. The, the, bang, the Bengals say, what's up? He got sacked nine times at one. Yeah, hey, yeah, keep doing that. No, I know. Let me know. know. He, now, he I already know. been injured, already had a major injury. Keep playing with Joe Burrow like that. I'm just saying. No, I hear you. I like I that. Evan Neal at number one. How many offensive linemen, offensive tackles have been drafted number one um, and have made the Hall of Fame? That's a good question. I'm going to look that up. Well. I mean, I know a few that probably won't. Well, there's one that that probably should. Yeah. And then Eric Fisher. Is he going to be a Hall of Famer? He was the first pick. 
I'm pretty sure he was the last lineman picked first overall. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's a, a random. Yeah, that's a good. random category that we won't do any further research on. Probably but. not. We'll probably cut that right there. T- uh, tackles picked first. Anyway, nevertheless. Yeah, it was dry. We move on. And we move on to what the people want. That's vague headlines. People have been asking me, where are the vague headlines? Because we missed it last week. Because uh, I had to get out of here at 630. Oh, yeah. That's why. Uh, for no reason that we'll talk about. Oh, okay. And I was, the dry snitch. Uh, no. I was like, nah, uh, you want to remember why? I got it. Yeah, uh, okay. I, got I definitely don't want to remember now. Yeah. Um, but wow. anyway, hey, listen, we'll move on and we'll do some vague headlines, Ryan Middleton. So without any further ado, let's do it. All right, vague headlines, everybody. I'm going to give Casey a non sport and a sport topic vaguely worded. Yep. He's going to choose it. And then from there, we'll go uh, to whatever he chooses and delve in a little bit more. All right, man. You ready, Casey? Never more ready. All right. Sound like it. Sarcasm. Okay. First up, the last four or spam. The last four or spam. Spam. Okay. All right. Spam is non-sport. I kind of figured. Mm-hmm. Actual headline. A woman finds oh, no. a $3 million lottery prize in her spam folder. So, Laura Spears of Oakland County, Michigan, can attest to that, uh, that headline because she recently discovered a $3 million lottery prize sitting in her spam folder. Now, huh? she, she purchased a Mega Millions ticket on sure. the Michigan Lottery website uh, for the that. December 31st, 2021 drawing. Okay. She matched five numbers to win $1 million, plus had the mega plier to multiply her prize by three. So three times $1 million, $3 million. Okay. Now, a few days after purchasing the ticket, she was searching for an email from somebody else. She couldn't find it, so she went into the spam folder. No And way. that's when she saw the email from the lottery saying she had won the prize. She says she couldn't believe it. <laughs> really? What she was reading anyway, so she logged into her lottery account to confirm the message in the email, and it turned out to be 100% true. No way. Casey Kurtz. Yeah. Uh, since you don't play the lottery. I don't, really. Yeah. A gambler who doesn't play the lottery, it, it blows my mind. Okay, I'll tell you the truth. I gamble sports-wise because I feel like I have control of it. I have no control over the power None. None. Like, I can't control who's playing on the field, obviously, but I can control, like, what I think is going to happen. Okay. I can't control the lottery. Anyway, move on bit weak. It's a bit weak argument. But hey, here's the question. I'm just telling you the truth. Casey Kurtz, what's the best thing that you've accidentally found? <laughs> the best thing that you have accidentally found? Obviously, the only answer to that Uh-oh, here we go. Is my fiance Amanda. My guy right here. My guy. I want winners. There you go. You know what I'm saying? There you go. I accidentally found her in the Spanish class. <laughs> <laughs> Was not trying, believe me. Trust uh, me. If you be in gracias, E2. I see. I don't even know what you said, but uh-huh. I know uh, E2's like, how about you, I think. Yeah. And, um. Como? Uh, is that like what? No. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, wasn't looking for her, and, uh, she rolled up on me like that. So that's, uh, that's the best thing I found without looking for it. But let me tell you something real quick. Yeah. If they ever send me, like, you won 
lottery or whatever to my my email guaranteed 100 percent. i'm reporting it as phishing because like i take all those trainings here at work oh yeah like don't right. click on the wrong stuff so yeah, i'd guarantee be like nah they're they're faking me and i'd lose my money well as long as it's not from a, a nigerian prince then i would go with it nah some of these spams are good bro to begin me anyway all yeah, right so that's, that's 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 the answer best thing you've accidentally found one day you'll have to break down how you accidentally found her in spanish class okay yeah. next up out the pasture or baby ballin out the pasture or baby ballin out the pasture oh okay well we'll do this one here we go actual headline <laughs> bruce arians says tom brady can take all the time he needs so okay. bucks head coach bruce arians said last week that he'd be shocked if qb tom brady doesn't play again next week or sorry next season not next week don't be shocked about that uh, Brady didn't guarantee anything after Sunday's 30-27 to 27 loss to the Rams. Uh, Brady did say that he hasn't put a lot of thought into his plans for the 2022 season and that he'll take it day by day and see where he is at once he's turned his focus to that question uh, at his Monday press conference. Arian said the team won't be pushing Brady for a decision. My question to you, Casey. Yep. Do you think there's any possibility... That Tom Brady is actually done. That's one. It's a two-parter. And okay. secondly, what kind of quarterback issue is this for the Bucks? Because they don't know if Tom is going to come back. We all think he's going to come back. I, yeah. I think everybody thinks he's going to come back. But doesn't this kind of put you in the mind of a Brett Favre? I retired, but I'm going to come back. I'm putting you in limbo a little bit. No. Okay. It does not. Oh, good talk. Yeah, good talk. Here, here's here's how I'm going to answer that question. Part one. It Listen, Tom Brady's not done, okay? He's not done. When you have won all the Super Bowls he's won and all the oppor- seven of them and all the opportunities he's had to walk away after winning, think he's going to walk away after losing? No. He's coming back. And they'll probably win next year and then he'll quit. He's not. He's not done. To answer the second part of your question, which I think is fascinating, what kind of quarterback problem do they have? None. They drafted Kyle Trask in the second round. Austin laughed at me earlier when I said it. Yeah. Here's the thing. Stop the cap. No, that's their quarterback. They drafted him in the second round for a reason. He sat behind Tom Brady. He's their quarterback if Tom Brady retires. They have no problem. They don't have to sign nobody. They don't have to play that game because they have Kyle Trask. What? It's true. All right. I'm going to leave that right there. You so, should, because you know, it's, it's the right answer. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, next up, get you a real one. Man, both of these are actually good. Man, I should have rearranged this. Get you a real one or fly with the moon. Get you a real one or fly with the moon. Let's go get you a real one. You know what? I like this one right here. Huh? It's going to put you on the spot a little bit, too. Okay, get you a real one. Great. All right. Uh, actual headline, Cooper Cup's wife has helped him to his journey in the NFL. So on Sunday, L.A. Rams wide out. Cooper Cup of the team beat Tampa. We saw that both of us did. Yep. Uh, and the Rams now advance to the NFC Championship game. But none of that would have been possible if Cup's wife hadn't supported him through college. Now, while Coop was a wide receiver at Eastern Washington, Anna Cup worked full-time at a restaurant to financially support him so that he could focus on his NFL dream. And Cooper acknowledged that he probably wouldn't be in the NFL if it weren't for his wife's sacrifices. He says, quote, without a doubt, there's no doubt in my mind 
Not only would I not be here where I am today without her or accomplishing the things that I would be doing. So, Casey, my question to you. Uh-huh. If you were NFL breakout star Cooper Cup, and I need you to listen closely to this, okay? All right. Uh, would you put your wife in a prenup like an intelligent human being, or would you punk out and get railroaded during the divorce, all because of what she did for four years during college? Maybe five years, depending if you're a redshirt. Prenup or not? No. Soon to be. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I see. I see what you're doing. Can't do it. Uh huh. Why can't you, Casey? I'd get married. He's about to get married. Yeah, I, you just can't do it. You know what I'm saying? You, know, you can't be. You can't be thinking about the negative. You got to be thinking about the positive. Absolutely, I'm with you. And what will be? You know what I'm saying? You can't. If you if you get a prenup, one, you're super rich, or two, you're betting on yourself to fail. Eh, what's Cooper Cup? See, I, see, Cooper Cup is betting on himself to succeed. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would do. Yep. Hmm. Senator Kurtz, everybody. <laughs> Senator Kurtz. Uh, okay, man. man well, well, uh, that's it for Bay headlines. So, back to you, sir. All right. Fair enough. It's an interesting conversation. I did see that a little bit, the Cooper Cup stuff. Cooper Cup, crazy story. Yeah, he has a good story. Eastern I, I Washington. Documentary that had his family and stuff on there in the early years. It was He's not big at all. But he is. And he's just out frustrating. there being the best receiver in the league. Did you see him shake the dude on the catch before the touchdown? Yeah. yeah. And he was already past him and he shook him anyway. Like, like what? Speaking of shaking people, did you see Gabriel Davis absolutely end that guy's life? Yeah. The corner? Yeah. Oh my god, that guy he shouldn't have caught up. Yeah. He should have just like rolled off the field and just hoped nobody <laughs> laughed at him. By the way, did you see Stefan Diggs absolutely tackle the fan? What hey man, listen. Hey. Y'all keep playing around here. Hey. Some digs boys ain't nothing to play with. Take out some frustration on Absolutely. them. I'll tell you what. Anyway, we got one more break. We're coming back. Get you set for Inside Seminole Basketball with Leonard Hamilton coming up at 7 p.m. right here on ESPN 690. One more break. Overtime. Stay with us. A couple minutes left on OT. Action Sports Checks Overtime ESPN 690. Brian Middleton. On the ones and twos at the broadcast down on Twitter. Posting that fire today, Brian Middleton. Thank you, sir. Been working hard on the show. Trying. Hey, appreciate it. Yeah. It's well appreciated. I was doing my part. I just hit the retweet button. Uh, Casey Kurtz with you as well, at K Kurtz on the Twitters. Instagram as well. You're not a big, you're on Instagram. You don't really use it, though. That's not your, you don't really use anything. I'm probably on it more than you. Casey, you don't... You be on the Instagram? On the gram, I feel like more than you, though. Yeah, I'm never on the gram. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You're more Twitter. I'm more Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'd be on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? I'd be on Twitter. Uh, anyway, coming up here in a couple minutes on ESPN 690, Inside Seminole Basketball with Leonard Hamilton. Massive week for FSU that just happened. You forget that it was only six days ago. FSU beat Duke at home. In overtime. Hey, rumor has it when overtime happened, the first team that scored, they kept playing in that game until the, the time was done. Oh, really? Yeah, rumor has it. I watched that one. Oh, hey, but uh, Casey, the NFL does say we do not care. So. That is true. They don't. Roger Goodell talking directly to me. Feel pretty uh, special. Uh, they also picked up a win over UNF. Um, the UNF fought pretty hard, actually. It's a pretty good game. Uh, FSU gets the win, and then in in an interesting turn of events, 
up 20-something points at the half on Saturday against a very good Miami team. I saw that, and I said, all right, FSU's got it in the bag. Next thing you know, it's a one-point game. What are we doing? They win the game still, but what in the world happened? Yeah, that's crazy. How do you give up a lead that big? I don't know. I don't know. Leonard Hamilton will show you how, though, right? He did. tell you how. Yeah. In, in about seven minutes. In about minutes. seven minutes, you're going to hear what Leonard Hamilton thought about that. But at the end of the day, a win's a win. And FSU now is pretty good. Um, it's It did not start well, but come late January, early February, they're playing really good basketball. And I don't know if you've heard about this thing that happens in March, Brian Middleton. What is it? They call it March Madness. Oh, yeah, what's that? But a lot of the games are played in April, so. Okay. Anyway. Fascinating. Yeah, there's it's a big tournament. And so you really want to be playing your best basketball, I don't know, around March, February, or uh, February, March, I should say. Okay. And it looks like FSU is going to be doing that. So I think FSU is going to be a tough out. And what I figured out watching FSU and more or less covering FSU for this station because uh, I feel like I'm watching every game. But Caleb Mills is the key for FSU as, as he goes, the team goes. Um, they have some talented players, but it pretty much comes down to Caleb Mills. And if he plays well, everyone else around him plays well, and the team plays better. But Leonard Hamilton's going to talk about that in about five minutes or so. Stay around. Listen to Inside Seminole Basketball. FSU then will play next on Wednesday. They will take on Georgia Tech, and I believe coverage from that one will start at 8.30 with tip-off at 9 p.m., on Wednesday, obviously, right here on ESPN 690. That's it for us on a Monday. A lot happened this weekend. We got more days to break it down from 3 to 6. That'll be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Austin Lane, Brent Martineau, and myself will be here all week. Me and Brian Middleton, we're back at it on Thursday. Yeah, they man. call it OT me, from 6 to 7. Give me time for this spicy chicken sandwich with the Tesla. Oh, I, I always forget that's coming. So I will do that. Appreciate everyone listening on the streams, on the radio. We will talk to you Thursday. Austin, Brent, and myself will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good night, everybody. I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. <laughs> Is it too much to ask?